0: This is the Italian citizenship podcast hosted by Marco Permonian and Rafael Di Furia. Welcome to another edition of the Italian Citizenship Podcast presented by ItalianCitizenshipAssistance.com. Of course, we are back here again with Italian attorney Marco Permunian. How are you doing, man? Good, how are you? I'm doing great, thank you. And today, we wanted to talk a little about an article that I actually wrote for Italian Citizenship Assistance a while back and uh, about the B1 level language certificate. And today, we wanted to do kind of a, a rough overview of what that looks like because there are so many people that are wanting to know what is it why how do i go about it and so on so for the in-depth article we definitely recommend to go check out their website italiancitizenshipassistance.com in the news section you'll be able to find the article but we'll also make sure that is linked below this episode and also just to be very very clear This episode does not apply at this point in time to anybody who is considering applying, making a petition for Italian citizenship by descent. This is specifically for people who are seeking to get Italian citizenship through naturalization. But Marco, let's get into this episode. First things first, why is it important for a person to even have the B1 language certificate?
1: Well, if you are applying for citizenship through marriage and if you are applying for citizenship through residency, you will have to pass this test, which is a mandatory requirement introduced in 2018. So before 2018, it wasn't necessary. And starting from 2018, it started to become necessary in order for people to apply for citizenship by marriage or through residency, unless you are applying for citizenship through marriage and you are a woman who was married before 1983. In that case, it's not necessary.
0: And are there any other categories of people who don't have the obligation to have the B1 language certificate?
1: Yes, even if you're applying for citizenship through marriage and you were married after 1983 or you're applying for citizenship through residency, you don't have to take the test if you have an Italian degree. So if you went to school in Italy, and you have an Italian degree, you don't have to take this test. And even if a person does have a degree, there are a lot of requirements that need to be met beyond the simple fact of having a degree. So um, I would advise to check carefully the specific requirement and exemptions to make sure that uh, your degree qualifies you for the exemption.
0: And I know there's a, a popular question out there, which I think is really worth jumping into is this something that you can only take the test in Italy? Can you take it online? Can you take it in your country? How, where and how can you take the test?
1: You can not take the test online, so let's start off with that. Um, you have to take it in person, but you don't have to take it necessarily in Italy, you can take it abroad. Um, there are in Italy four institutions that are certified uh, and approved by the Italian government where you can take the test but yes you can take the test even abroad as long as uh, the place where you take the test has is part of one of these four institutions
0: interesting so um So it is required still to take it in person, but it doesn't necessarily have to be at the one place or the four places where um, they actually do have the ability to give this certification.
1: There is an interesting tool on the website of the Ministry of Foreign Affairs where you can see all the language schools and institutions in your area uh, for example in, in the US where you can take the test so if you don't know uh, which school is approved by the Italian government rather than calling you know school mm-hmm. by school to understand which one can help you you can rather use this tool on the website of the Ministry of Foreign Affairs the Italian ministry and check there which schools Uh, are approved and therefore you can use
0: that's fantastic especially because i mean you could easily run into the situation and call up a school and say hey are you guys approved for x y and z they don't know what it is or the person behind the counter might not know what it is and say yeah of course like no problem When i I don't know i feel like whenever i hear that in italy especially (laughs) like oh yeah of course no problem you better watch Um, out I mean, okay, that's not all the time. I'm definitely doing some generalization here, but I do get worried when I hear that. And so what about actually studying for the test? Is it required to actually take a whole course along with it? Or is it the type of thing where you could study on your own?
1: No, you can study on your own. You don't necessarily have to take the classes. If you need to, you can. Most schools will offer Classes in connection to the test, but uh, strictly speaking, you can you could potentially even you know study by yourself and then just go take the test because that's the only thing that is required.
0: And that's interesting because I guess with some other, like a getting a degree from university, whatever, the, the the classes are required, whereas this it's only required that you pass the final exam. But then moving on I'm assuming that taking the course would cost, but uh, the, the final exam itself, is this something that's free from the Italian government or does this come with some type of fee attached
1: to it? Yes, you have to pay to take the test. There's a fee attached to it.
0: And then also uh, one of the other things that I know people are curious about is that sometimes they'll have to get the B1 because they're getting a job or because they're going to school in Italy or whatever it might be. If you get the B1 language certificate for some other purpose, can you reuse that or are the certifications completely different for like a job, school or citizenship?
1: It's the same certification, so if you have taken a test for other purposes, you can reuse the same uh, result of the test to apply for your Italian citizenship, so the tests are identical.
0: Interesting, and so I guess maybe just to kind of quickly cover as well some of what a person should expect, because it's called uh, lower intermediate, if I'm not mistaken, but What should a person expect when they are looking uh, at this test? Like when somebody comes to you, one of your clients, what is it that you explain to them that they should really look at and what they should study?
1: According to the European Framework of Reference for Languages, which was implemented in the 90s, there are uh, six levels. Um, The first one would be the A1 level, Then we have the A2, B1, B2, C1, and C2 where C2 is native speaker and A1 is uh, beginner. So B1 is lower intermediate and the test is divided into a written part and an oral examination. And, and
0: I, if I remember correctly, because I, I used to teach English, um, and uh, I'm, I'm assuming, I, I would be shocked if it would be any different, um, but with the oral exam, I believe you even have to stand in front of a panel of people, and that there's one section of it where you have to speak for a couple of minutes, like without stopping, without taking a break, because they want to know that you can explain your thoughts, get them out, and to be able to make them clear, Um I know in Italy when taking the test for English there can be a little bit of leniency when taking it for English. There's very little leniency from what I've heard from people who've taken it. I don't know how it is outside of Italy, but I would hope that it might be somewhat similar, that there might be a little leniency. Um, because it's, it, again, like you do have, like you were saying, there's the the oral examination and the written examination. Um, and I think they are a bit more careful when it comes to the written examination because that's really where you get to see the grammar. But I think just before we end off with this overview, I think there's just a few more questions about this process that I know are very common. roughly speaking, do you know how long it takes to get the results once you've taken the test?
1: It can't take long. I've heard from my clients that in the US it can take a few months to get the results. And also you have to make sure that you use the paper certificate that you get in the mail Mm -hmm. uh, or that you collect from the school, uh, not just like an email or uh, some sort of other confirmation that confirms that you passed the test. So you need an actual certificate that you can use for the citizenship application fascinating and then uh just i guess
0: the last question that i know is quite popular is this something that you can take after you've made your application or do you have to do this before and present it with your package of uh, documents
1: that's indeed a very popular question a lot of people ask me can i take the test as i go through the process so can i submit the application and then take the test while my application is being processed or maybe i take the test when they're granting citizenship. So as you know, because we talked about this in in multiple episodes, when you present your citizenship application for citizenship through residency or through marriage, uh, the processing time can be rather long, two to three years. Uh, but the fact is you have to necessarily take the test before you submit the application. So when you submit the application, you need to have mm-hmm. the test already taken. You can't take it as the application is being processed and you can't absolutely take it take it at the end of the process uh, when, they're, when they're about to grant citizenship. Also, you have to take into consideration the fact that as we said a moment ago, it could take a few months to get the paper certificate in the mail. So you have to be sure to calculate because your other documents that you're gathering have an expiration date that you don't start gathering the documents too soon. It would be advisable to wait for the test result before you start gathering your other documents Mm -hmm. that are subject to expiration uh, and that are needed for the citizenship process. And of course, as we said at the beginning of this video, we're only talking about citizenship through marriage and citizenship uh, through residency. We're not referring to citizenship by descent for which it's not necessary to take any language test because uh, technically speaking, you have always been an Italian citizen since birth. Uh, But for the citizenship through marriage and for citizenship by residency, it is instead necessary to take the test unless As we said before, you are a woman who married an Italian citizen before 1983, in that case the test is not even necessary.
0: Well, anyway, that I think has been great to be able to answer some of the most common questions about this and give a little rough overview. Of course, if you are interested in more in-depth information about the B1 language certification for Italian citizenship and a little bit more about what it is, be sure to go to italiancitizenshipassistance.com where you can see an article that I wrote for them a few years back. But Marco, if somebody is needing any assistance with the process of citizenship, how can they get in contact with you and your
1: team? People can contact us through our website italiancitizenshipassistance.com or give us a call, the number is on the website.
0: Absolutely fantastic, and of course, if you're interested in more conversations like this about Italian citizenship, be sure that you're subscribed to this YouTube channel or to the audio only podcast. But also for those of you who are subscribed to the YouTube channel, you are also automatically subscribed to the Italian real estate podcast as well. But also if you are interested in any more content about life in Italy, living in Italy, living in Italy as an Italian dual citizen, and getting to see this beautiful country that Marco and I get to call home, then come over to my YouTube channel youtubecom Raffaele DiForia, or you can go to my audio-only podcast, not your average Globetrotter, which you'll be able to find on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. And of course, as always, we have been here with Italian attorney Marco Permunian from Italian Citizenship Assistance.com. I'm Raffaele DiFuria. Stay safe and healthy out there. We look forward to seeing you all next time. Have a great one. Bye. Later.